Hello and welcome to a new episode of our Economics and Business podcast series. My name is Laura Gatz and I will be hosting our fifth episode, taking over from Hannah Odino. Today we will be talking about a topic very close to the essence of the theme of this podcast series. How can economics help inform business in practice? I'm joined here by Nick Forrest, who leads on financial services and economics consulting. Hi, Nick. Hello. And we're going to be talking today about how Nick and his team have recently drawn on economic theory and methods to devise a new strategy for the UK's financial services sector. Nick, could you tell us a little bit about what your study was? Sure, thank you. Um, so we, we were working with uh, the City UK, uh, and they're the trade association that uh, oversees all of the UK's financial services and related professional services firms. And, and as, as we sit here, uh, Brexit very much uh, dominates everything that's going on at the moment. But actually, they wanted to get beyond that and looking more into the, the medium term for what's the right vision for the sector you know, after Brexit. So we were delighted to support them with that work. And it involved uh, a lot of interviewing of senior executives in the industry uh, and, and outside the industry. Uh, analyzing a lot of data around uh, the UK's performance um, and bringing that together into to an overall all vision. That sounds fascinating. What exactly is that vision? Yes, the vision set out it's, uh, in a report on, on the website um, uh, condenses down into three main pillars. Um, so the first pillar is around how the industry needs to transform itself to be highly digitized, innovative and customer centric. And that's because when we looked at you know, how the industry is currently performing, you know, there are some, some gaps. Uh, there are some gaps in service provision, uh, like the uh, 1.5 million people who don't have a bank account, uh, like the, uh, the advice gap for people going into retirement, um, and some of the challenges around trust the industry currently faces. Um, so we did, do think the industry does need to change from its current, uh, current place, uh, embracing new technologies uh, and, and placing customers first. Uh, the second pillar is around London. Uh, so London currently has a great ecosystem. Uh, the breadth and depth of the services offered in London are, are, are huge and, and, and globally leading. Uh, and we do think London needs to retain that position of international leadership, um, uh, simply because there's, there's, there's not really another sector in the economy that can quite provide that amount of you know, export um, performance. And then thirdly, <coughs> excuse me, we do think there's an opportunity for regional and national financial centres to play a more prominent role in UK-wide financial services. Uh, and that's not just, uh, just back office or lower value parts of the value chain, but actually you know, becoming specialist centres in their own right and fully supporting the UK. So that's the three parts of the strategy. Very interesting and quite a challenging vision, I think. How um, did you use economics to support this project and generate that vision? Sure. So there's um, two areas where economics really came into its own. Um, and of course, we were supported by a range of specialists. And, uh, uh, but the, the two economics areas were, firstly, the frameworks around international competitiveness. There's a lot in the literature ar around this. And Michael Porter is a, a very good, good book on this topic. Um, and it, he identified sort of four you know, broad areas of uh, competitive advantage. Um, <clears throat> he looked at sort of demand conditions and the size of the domestic economy. He looked at the supply side and all the, the factors that really uh, support the economy. Uh, also, the enabling industries. Um, and then lastly, the kind of the, the competitiveness and the rivalry within, within industries. So, so we used that kind of framework to look at the UK and, and measure how, how well it was doing compared to international peers. And then second, we also used a, uh, a computable general equilibrium model. Um, and this is a model we're more frequently using in our economics work 
that allows us to look at the sort of full effects of policy changes throughout the whole economy. Uh, so that is um, all the follow-on knock-on effects. Um, and, uh, and that gives give us a quantification for how we think the strategy might uh, increase um, you know, economic activity in the UK. That general equilibrium model sounds quite complex. Can you give us an example of how it works? Yeah, so if you think about um, improving the efficiency of the financial sector, uh, so through digital technology, if we can make it more productively efficient, then that, um, what, what that does is, is it kind of, uh, as long as there's competition in the, in the market, the, those gains will be fairly short-lived and be competed away. So actually that benefit transfers to the rest of the economy through lower cost of financial services, whether that's for households or firms, they become more productive and therefore the, the gains in the rest of the economy uh, are far, far more substantial. And they, the, the computable general equilibrium model can take account of those kind of you know, cross-sectoral effects um, in working out the overall economic gain to, to the UK. So what was the, your final result? What could be the impact of achieving your vision in 2025? So, so we looked at three, three levers. Uh, so we looked at yeah, cost efficiency in the sector, overall productivity and, and new, new services, and international competitiveness. And we think by 2025, we can increase annual GDP in the UK by £43 billion you know, using this uh, modelling approach. And interestingly, about 70% of that is outside of the financial services sector. So this is a good strategy for financial services, but it's also a good strategy for the UK, even more so. And, and most of that gain is also outside of London. So it's very much gains being spread across the whole of the UK. Mm, through that reallocation yeah. of economic activity. activity that's right, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. That's quite a substantial gain. So we've established this is quite an interesting and ambitious vision. And you've shown us how economics in qualitative and quantitative methods um, led you to get to this vision, but how can we actually implement this vision in practice? Uh, great question, because that's really important. And throughout this work, we didn't want just to have a, a nice vision. We wanted to have an executable strategy for, for how to get there. And that's why the report has 35 recommendations for what we can do to get there. Uh, and that covers both government, uh, regulators and firms, you know, acting uh, to do, each do their bit uh, in, in a sort of coordinated way in line with, in line with the strategy. So I won't go through all 35 and do have a look at those on the, uh, on the report on the website. Uh, but picking out a few examples, one was around um, digital skills. Uh, a lot of executives really talk about the importance of talent in the UK and whether that's domestically homegrown through our schools and universities or just having access to the best talent around the rest of the, rest of the world. Uh, both those sources are critical uh, for the sector. So we do think we need to look at the, um, the visa system uh, and particularly how it captures, measures digital skills, which aren't really captured very well in traditional academic qualifications. Uh, so colleagues of ours are looking at the digital skills visa and how that can be used to really attract the, those really critical digital skills that the sector needs. So that's one area of recommendation. Um, another one is around sort of, yeah, uh, addressing unmet social needs. So I talked earlier on about the, the, the 1.5 million people who are, don't have a bank account. Uh, and the advice gap. Mm -hmm. you know, th those challenges um, are really where the sector can, uh, can do more for uh, citizens. And actually by including them more in the financial system, that can help improve our, you know, our, our UK-wide productivity. So we've got specific re recommendations around some of those gaps that the, the sector currently faces. Mm -hmm. Interesting you mentioned productivity there. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously been um, a widely discussed topic as of late. The um, 
Office for Budget Responsibility just revised down the productivity um, forecast for, for the UK and has shown that historically it has even been overestimated. So what has been the picture here in the financial services? So we've seen a very similar picture uh, in UK financial services. Uh, Post-crisis productivity has essentially flatlined, um, uh, mirroring the challenges in the, in the economy. Uh, and a number of reasons have been given for that, whether that's uh, lower skill levels at the, the bottom end of the labour market, whether it's firms deciding to, uh, to hire rather than invest in, in capital planted equipment, um, or, or zombie firms being um, uh, kept alive in a low interest rate environment. We've had plenty of, of reasons. I think the FS sector's uh, got similar similar reasons along, along those lines. I think post-crisis, it's been focused on a period of recovery and reform and restructuring, uh, complying with, with new regulations, which will, in, in longer term, pr provide a, a more stable financial system, uh, but in the short term has deviated some of the resources uh, away from innovation and new ideas and new products and services. So I think long, longer term, uh, yeah, through the strategy, we hope we can move forward from that kind of period of, uh, of flatlining. How does your strategy pro propose to address this? So we talked about the unmet uh, social needs. Uh, we, we talked about sort of skills. A last one to pick out is uh, the, the the regional piece. So I think there's an opportunity here for regions to to grow their role, uh, either in specialist areas, possibly through linkages with their local universities. Uh, and, and create that kind of um, support to London as part of the whole ecosystem that uh, is more cost efficient. I think there are some efficiencies to be, to be gained there, uh, but also creates a more vibrant, uh, a more equal financial system. So I think that will also lead to both efficiency and productivity. Thanks very much for explaining this in more detail, Nick. And thanks for also showing us how you've come up with such a great vision for the financial services in 2025. It's also been very great to hear how you've used economic methods, both quantitative and qualitative, to inform your analysis and um, the making of the strategy. So thanks for coming to talk to us. It's been very interesting um, for a very topical issue. Thanks also for listening. If you'd like to read more about this study, head over to our website at pwc.co.uk and please subscribe to our channel for future podcasts. Mm -hmm.